الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين صدق الله العظيم most respected one of my kiram brothers and elders these are the ayat of surah al-fatiha which every one of us recites every day in every rakat and it is not left to our choice either person recites some surahs after surah fatiha it's up to his choice some salah he might recite maybe some surah and some salah he might recite some surah some day maybe one surah he will read maybe after many days he'll come back to the same surah again so that is his choice allah taala has made it for him but when it comes to surah fatiha he doesn't even have a choice in the matter salah is compulsory and without surah al fatiha his salah won't be complete and in this surah allah taala has given us that dua which is compulsory so when allah taala has made this dua necessary upon us how vital how fundamentally important how necessary this dua is that itself is evident the duas that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam made they are various kitabs compilations of those duas if one sits in one sitting to try and read it though this is not exhaustive it's not that every single dua is in these compilations but if one sits in one sitting to try and read it it will take many many hours but none of those duas have been made compulsory upon us it's full of barakat full of blessings and the more that we ask in the words of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the greater the benefit would be but those duas have not been made such upon us that without it there would be some deficiency somewhere in terms of any particular ibadat though those duas are things that we should bring in our lives but surah al-fatiha is something that a person cannot do without if he omits surah al-fatiha in his salah that salah is not complete so this highlights how important surah al-fatiha is and this particular dua in surah al-fatiha that a person is begging allah taala ihdina as-sirat al-mustaqim ya allah guide me to the straight path we are all familiar with the meaning of surah fatiha and we have discussed this on previous occasions as well the first few ayat nevertheless as a revision of it that a person when he starts surah fatiha it is a conversation between him and allah taala when he recites surah fatiha it's a conversation between the slave and his master he says alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin all praise is due to allah taala the rub of the universe and when he says this allah taala responds can we imagine a person hearing this in the ear of his heart 
one very great personality in his time who passed, Sheikh Muhyiddin ibn, uh, ibn Arabi, rahmatullahi He was on another level. He used to say, when I recite, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, then I don't proceed to the next ayat of Surah Al-Fatiha until I hear the reply. And then I recite the next ayat, and I don't proceed until I hear the reply. Now, we will not be able to perceive it in that sense, but with the ear of our heart on the note of yaqeen in the words of Rasulullah sallallahu Allah's Nabi sallallahu has stated that this is what happens, then a person can be 201% sure that this is certainly what happens. But provided he decides with that consciousness, unfortunately we switch on, press the button, and it is like that pop-up toaster. So the person presses it down, when he makes salah, then he pops up, he comes back to life, that I was somewhere. So that's the time a person then returns to reality. Between that, he was getting toasted somewhere, but he doesn't know where. So, the issue is not to do it in a mechanical way, but to recite consciously, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praise is due to Allah Ta'ala, who is the Rabb of the universe. And Allah Ta'ala replies on this and says, Hamidani Abdi, my servant has praised me. Can we imagine when a person hears somebody who he holds in high esteem and he says, my friend, the president says, this is my friend, that person's ma'raj will take place. The president said, my, he called me his friend. Whereas that president is just as muhtaj as him. That president might be even more muhtaj than the person himself. But Allah Ta'ala who is the creator of insan, who is the rub of insan, and Allah Ta'ala is replying and saying, Hamidani abdi, my servant has praised me. Then he says, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Allah Ta'ala responds, Athna alayya abdi, my servant has extolled me. And then he says, Maliki yawmiddin. Allah Ta'ala responds. Allah Ta'ala replies, Majjadani abdi. My servant has glorified me, sanctified me. And then he says, Iyaka na'abudu wa iyaka nasta'een. Ya Allah, you alone do we seek, you alone do we worship, and you alone do we seek help from. Allah Ta'ala says, Hada bayni wa bayna abdi nisfain. Wali abdi ma sa'ala. This is half and half, 50-50 between me and my servant. Iyaka na'bud, Ya Allah, you alone we worship, this is for Allah Ta'ala. Wa iyaka nasta'een is what we want. Ya Allah, we need your help. We seek help from you alone. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, He wants my help, He worships me, and He wants my help. Wali abdi ma sa'al. For my servant is what he has asked. He has asked for my help, he's got it. The tragedy is, we don't ask. We just run through it without asking. So when a person will ask, he will get. Allah Ta'ala has promised. And after having put forward this, that Ya Allah, you alone do we seek assistance from, the greatest assistance that we need is nothing beyond that, is what is wajib upon us to ask in every salah. Ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. Ya Allah, guide me to the straight path. To the Sirat al-Mustaqeem. 
Sirat Mustaqim, the guidance to Sirat Mustaqim is a very comprehensive thing. It includes every single thing. And a person at every single moment in life is muhtaj and dependent on being guided to Sirat Mustaqim. A person, let alone in aspects of deen, that is obvious. Even if it's in his day-to-day life, he is muhtaj of that sirat mustaqim He is ill, now to get to the doctor. And for the doctor to be able to diagnose what the problem is correctly. And then to prescribe the right medicine. All are dependent on that sirat mustaqim in that, in that regard. A person has to make a business decision. He is muhtaj and dependent on being guided to sirat mustaqim in that regard. He is muhtaj and dependent on sirat mustaqim in thinking correctly. So that he doesn't think in a deviated manner. He is dependent on being guided on sirat mustaqim to do what he has to do in the correct manner. Whether it is his day-to-day work, or whether it is how he fulfills his obligations of deen, or how he interacts with his family, or how he fulfills the rights of his neighbors, or how he fulfills whatever other duties and responsibilities upon him, in all these things is dependent on the sirat mustaqim And if this is not there, he is not receiving this guidance on sirat mustaqim then he will make huge blunders. In deen, in dunya also. So this is, this is a thing that a person like how he can't do without breathing. He needs air to breathe all the time. If he doesn't have oxygen, he can't continue functioning. Without this hidayat of sirat mustaqim he can't live correctly. He can't fulfill any aspect of deen correctly. He can't fulfill his aspects of dunya correctly also. So the sirat mustaqim is something that he is entirely dependent on. And therefore in every rakat of every salah, this is something that he has to make this dua. I'll guide me to the state path. And what is the state path? So Allah Ta'ala himself is teaching us how to ask for the state path. It's like a person, he's being told if you ask, you want something, you must ask for it. Now it depends on how he'll ask. Somebody might use the right words to ask. Somebody might express it in such a way that that expression itself might turn the person away. He asked in such a way that who he was asking that itself got his request rejected. So Allah Ta'ala didn't leave it to us. Allah Ta'ala said, if you ask, I'll give you. And there's how you ask also. There's a ready-made application form. You just submit this. So you don't even have to guess. Allah, guide me to the path of those whom you have showered your favor upon. Not those upon whom your anger has come upon them. Neither those who have gone astray. Now what is the path that a person needs to follow in order to get to the destination? He has to follow the path of the Quran and Sunnah. That is the path. But every rakat of every salah, he is asking, Ya Allah, guide me to the path of some people. So he's asking for the path of people, but not just any people. 
what is being taught to us in every rakat, that there are specific people that maybe will be worthy of following. And you have to ask for that. Sirat al an'amta alayhim. Ibn Sirin was among the Sayyidul Tabi'een. He says, Inna hadal ilma deenun. Fanduru amman ta'khuduna deenakum. That this knowledge is deen. We are in the press button era. Everything is at the press of a button. And that volume of knowledge is available at a press of a button now, which previously a person couldn't even imagine maybe setting his eyes on. Unless he goes to some of the big libraries. An ordinary library also won't have all, that, all those resources that are now available to anybody at the press of a button. But is that good enough for a person to acquire ilm? The Sireen Ahmadullah is saying that this ilm, this is deen. So beware of where you get your deen from. Who you take it from. It's not just good enough that the person has the information. But does he have deen itself in him? Is he somebody that has the ittiba of sunnah in his, in his life? Does he have the love of Allah and his Rasul sallallahu Nobody is faultless. Nobody is sinless. Everybody and anybody can make a mistake. The Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam were these sinless ma'asum people. But one is a person has adopted a way which is away from the sunnah. He's made that his, his way of life. He conducts himself in that manner. The other is a person is trying to do things the right way and he sometimes falters. The world of difference between the two. And this is what is being said. That if somebody has made it his way, now he is somebody who, there is no deen in his life, but he's talking deen. So this is not good enough. And this is not something that is from now. The time of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala once he comes into the masjid and he then ascends the member to start giving the khutbah to address the people. One person wakes up, an ordinary person. He's going to be giving a khutbah, so in the khutbah he's going to be giving some instructions, he's going to be encouraging certain things, he's going to be probably giving some orders. Before he even can get into any discussion, this one ordinary person stands up. Ordinary person in the sense that he didn't have any distinguished position that he is one of the very prominent sahaba. He stands up and he says, La nasma'u wa la We're not going to listen to you, we're not going to obey you. Who is speaking to? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala. That personality, when Nabi Islam says, Law kana ba'di nabiyan lakana Umar. Had there been a Nabi after me, it would have been Umar. And that haq speaks on the tongue of Umar. And Nabi Sallallahu said to him, when you walk on any path, then shaitan doesn't come on that same path. When you walk on a path, then shaitan runs some other direction. This personality is standing on the member, and somebody stands up and they says, La nasma'u wa la nuti'. We are not going to listen, we are not going to obey you. So what's the problem? So he says that all of us have got this one sheet of cloth, which was distributed from the booty that came. 
each one was given one one piece, one sheet. You are wearing two, the upper garment and the lower garment, both the same. How you got two? And everybody else got one. Umar didn't take any offense. He didn't take any offense. He said, my son, Ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu he'll give the answer to this. So he asked Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu did you reply to him? Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu stands up and he says, well, everybody was given one sheet each. I was also given one sheet. And my father had one sheet. So this was a good piece of cloth. Everybody was given one piece each. So I gave him my sheet as well. And I took his old one. So he's got now two cloths, the upper and the lower, both the same. And I took his old one. So he's got one of mine and one of his. So that sahabi who had stood up initially, he says, Al-an, nasma'u wa nuti'a. Yes, now you may talk, you may instruct, we will listen also, we'll obey you also. Because initially when it seemed like there was some doubt here, that because there was a doubt, we're not going to listen. Because we're going to first see who the person is. If he's up to something, na'uzubillah, underhand, we're not going to take it from him. But Hazrat Umar didn't take any offense on this too. This too is another lesson. That what hearts they had to digest anything. And in the midst of a gathering, he is being objected against in this manner. And he's calm about it. This emanates from that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, the total ikhlas. Hazrat Shah Ismail Shaheed was a very great personality of his time and a giant of a giant in knowledge, in his piety, in everything. He was a renowned authority and he's giving a talk in the Jama Masjid of Delhi. The Jami Masjid of Delhi is a massive masjid, those who might have seen it and thousands of people would be gathered in there and he's giving a talk to this gathering and he was known to be somebody, this is how people knew him as, that was somebody who was very, very uh, short-fused, as they would call him, or in a way to express it, that he wouldn't take anybody's something that comes in his way wrongly, that just take it lying down. He would become very agitated at that and set it right. So he was known to be a Jalali person. And now in this midst of this gathering, one person stands up, who was actually put up by others to create some mischief. He was bought off and paid by others to create some mischief. So he stands up in the midst of this huge gathering and he addresses Shah Ismail Shaheed The whole purpose was some mischief makers didn't want this talk to take place. And they wanted to create this disruption. So now how to create this disruption, they put this fellow up. So he stands up in the midst of that gathering and he addresses him and he says that We've heard that you are an illegitimate person. Can we imagine in a midst of a gathering, a person of that position, that standing, that caliber, and he's being addressed and he's being told that, Na'uzu Billah, we've heard you are illegitimate. He didn't even change the tone of his voice. And very calmly, he just merely said to him that, Brother, you are mistaken. The witnesses to my parents' nikah are still living. You may go and inquire from them, they are living in these these places. 
And he continued with the way he had stopped in his talk as if nothing happened. And he took it like, just go on, finish. Where can this come from? When that inside has been, there's no nafsaniyat left. That nafs has been annihilated. That anger was for Allah Ta'ala alone when it was displayed. There wasn't any mixture of nafs in it. So, Hazrat Umar Ta'ala is taking this in his stride. And he's not taking any of it. One, on one occasion, Hazrat Umar himself asks, he asks the Sahaba general, that if I deviate, what do you all do? Now, who is asking? I do something that is not right, goes off the track something. I give some order which is not in order. So what do you do? Now, he's asking a, a gathering of Sahaba. So the first time he asked, everybody kept quiet, because you're not sure now what exactly, who's asking also you're going to see now. So again when he asked it, one Sahabi stood up, and he took out his sword, and he says, if you deviate, we'll straighten you with this. If you deviate, we'll straighten you with this. Who is talking to? He's talking to Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu. When he responds in that manner, Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu, he turns to Allah ta'ala in shukr. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Ya Allah, you've kept such people along with me that won't allow me to deviate. Now this was that jazbah. Can we imagine that somebody corrects us? Can we take it? Somebody advises us, do this like this, this is not right. Before that person can finish his sentence, we already jump into our defense. Before he can even complete the sentence, we are already finding some way of explaining ourselves out. The least is to listen to it, digest it. What the person said can be one of two things. Either what he said was right, meaning his objection was correct. His objection was correct, we accept it. If it was incorrect, it doesn't harm us in any way. Let it be. If it was fine, if it was what he's saying is right, we must accept it. If what he's saying is not right, it doesn't apply to us. We carry on with life. So to have that heart to accept that correction. And here Hazrat Umar is turning to Allah Ta'ala in shukr. Ya Allah, I'm expressing shukr to you that there are such people in, amongst the people around me that will correct me if I deviate. They won't allow me to deviate. So in any case, we were talking about the sirat al-mustaqim, ihdina sirat al-mustaqim. That to see the people who are dispensing this knowledge, just because somebody has some long, long degrees, so is he somebody worthy of taking this ilm from? Because he has some lot of scientific knowledge, and now he's become the mujaddid of the time. The person has some very glib tongue. That's not good enough. What is necessary is, Siratal ladina an'amta alayhim. Ya Allah, show me the path of those whom you have. Guide me onto the path of those whom you have favored. And who are these people whom you have favored? الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ In another ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala Himself explains who are these people. Those whom you have favored among the Nabiyeen, the Anbiya Ali Musalam, that 
door of Nubuwat has closed with the coming of Rasulullah and when he left the door of Nubuwat was closed forever. So no Nabi will come. But Siddiqeen, Shuhada and Salihin will continue till Qiyamah. So this is the guidance that we are asking Allah Ta'ala to give us. The guidance of these people whom Allah Ta'ala have favored. Because when Allah Ta'ala's favor is upon them, then they are walking on the straight paths. And insan, no way does he become guided merely by books. Nobody has become a doctor merely by studying books. If a person says that I've studied more books than all the doctors put together. They've studied for six years, I've studied for 26 years. And the amount of books I've studied is more than all of them put together. So that is why I'm practicing now. They lock him up and throw the keys away. That you are a self-taught person, you are more dangerous than any half-baked doctor also. Person becomes an engineer, how? He says he studied all the books of engineering. No teacher. He studied it himself. And he says, I got an IQ level beyond everybody else. I got a 180 IQ level. So my understanding is very good. So I've understood all these things. And you can ask me these concepts. Fine. But will anybody give him a license to now start becoming the engineer and, and passing plans and putting up, constructing buildings? Sorry, you're not allowed to practice. Whatever you learned is for yourself. You're not allowed to do anything. All knowledge is dangerous because you've learned without a teacher. Nothing in dunya, even worldly things, is acceptable if a person has learned on a self-taught basis. He has learned without the medium of a teacher. It's not acceptable. Only deen has become such that a person requires nobody to teach him. A person will resort to whatever he wants, press buttons and learn what he wants, and feel very confident about himself that I am everybody. I know anything and everything. I can put everybody aside. So Allah Ta'ala is teaching us this lesson in every rakat of every salah. And every time a person decides Surah Al-Fatiha, that Allah Ta'ala has kept the system all the time in place. That whenever Allah Ta'ala sent down Kitabullah, the book of Allah Ta'ala, then together with Kitabullah, Allah Ta'ala sent Rijalullah. Allah Ta'ala sent the Anbiya Ali Musalatu Wasalam to teach Kitabullah. And after the Anbiya Ali Muslim, their naibin, their vicegerents, will continue with that mission till Qiyamah. So this is always the system that has been in place and will remain till Qiyamah for the true deen to be preserved and to be passed on. And without the system, this will be the way that a person will fall in deviation. Many, many huge fitnas have started off it started off by people who were of this caliber, of this nature, the self-taught. They became some kind of well-versed in Arabic. So they started opening the resources themselves and started deducing things for themselves and discarded everything else aside. And in a short time, they started getting a good following also. But in time, people realized that they are falling into total chaos, total deviation. There were people that were so-called experts. Then they didn't leave one sahabi also without objecting against him. Whether it was Hazrat Abu Bakr 
Umar not one sahabi was left by some of these, any prominent sahabi, without them making some objection. Now this was their guidance. So this is a very, very delicate zamana, very delicate time, very crucial period of time that we are going through, where anything and everything is flooding the market. And generally, people say these kind of things, you take what is good and leave what is bad. There is one statement of that nature. Unzur ila maqal wala tanzur ila manqal. That look at what has been said, don't worry about who said it. But there's a very big question on this. That for example, there are some things, some medications, for example. So now there's all kinds of bottles there. Whatever the labels are on it too. Somebody cannot distinguish now all scientific names on it. So one name is something, another name. A person who wants to take some medication, he's got some problem. He's suffering from maybe bronchitis or whatever. So now he looks at all these labels. Now some of those bottles there are perhaps the best medication available for the ailment he has. And at the same time, some scientific names are there. One is rat poison. The other one is something else. So now, who can dispute that among these bottles, there's some of the best medication available or the very best available for his problem? It's there. But does he have the ability to distinguish between what is what here? He can't even pronounce the names there. Now the right one is there. But he's got no way of distinguishing what is right and wrong. So when a person doesn't have that knowledge, doesn't have that ability, that capability, this is not for him. This is for somebody who has already reached the depths of knowledge. He's gone through the paces, he's learned under his tutors and teachers. And he himself has now become uh, somebody well-grounded and gained that expertise, that complete understanding. Now when he's on that level, this is for him. That look at what has been said, you'll be able to distinguish if it's right or wrong. If it's right, okay, fine. If it's not right, leave it out. And otherwise, if he himself can't make out what's what, then for his bronchitis, he'll take the rat poison. The right medication is there. Whatever is being said, there's all kinds of things in there. There's good and bad. He'll take the bad and leave the good. So this is not for him. So for him to just take any book and read, because it is sounding very interesting, is very dangerous. It might corrupt his iman. He might wake up after reading that book with doubts about the Sahaba Ikram. With his fundamentals of deen shaken. This is not for him. This is for those who have already grounded themselves well in deen. They'll be able to distinguish what's what. So this lesson that we should be forever concerned about where we're taking our deen from. And to take the deen from the right sources, from the right people. And to just pick up any book, to listen to any talk, to just pick up anything. This is something which is very dangerous, which has led many people far away from deen. So what we learn from this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, from the Surah Al-Fatiha, is that we have to always be in the right direction by accompanying the right people.
اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين يا الله not the way of those upon whom your anger has come and neither those who are astray and these are the two groups who primarily refer to the yahud and nasara the yahud and nasara the yahud were those who were the maghdub alayhim upon whom allah ta'ala's wrath descended and the dalleen the deviated are the nasara so this is the other part that in every rakat of every salah we are asking allah save us from the ways of yahud and nasara but because we're not doing it consciously then we step out of the masjid directly into the ways of yahud and nasara and allah forbid sometimes we bring that way in the masjid itself and all their traps and all their whatever they have the snares they have laid out there to trap us that too comes in the masjid now in the form of the phones allah forbid that in the house of allah taala what not carries on those snares and traps which are outside have now come away even inside sometimes in some situations it was found while the juma bayan is carrying on some people are sitting somewhere in the back and they are watching filth on the phone can we imagine what kind of what what how low can it become in the house of allah taala the sanctity of the masjid all that is forgotten so this is something to be very conscious about that when in every rakat we are asking allah taala ya allah save us from the ways of yahud and nasara to become conscious of all the traps that they put out there and to save ourselves from that as well allah taala give me and all of us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah said durr sharif la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل La ilaha illallah 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 
دل میرا ہو جائے میدان تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیتا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار نامہ سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بستا دم آخر مرد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا الہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلاله عم نواله اللہ 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 اللہ
Allah, 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 Ah, Rajus Asma Hamdam Nabud, Razira Vere Hudam Haram Nabud, Ah, Rajus Asma Hamdam Nabud, Razira Vere Hudam Haram Nabud, Ilahi Ibandara Ruswamakun, Garbadaman Sirreman Pedamakun, Ilahi Ibandara Ruswamakun, Garbadaman Sirreman Pedamakun, Hartamanna Dilse Ruxat Hogai, Abto Aja Abto Halwat Hogai, Hartamanna Dilse Ruxat Hogai, Abto Aja Abto Halwat Hogai, Mitade Apni Hastiko, Chor Desari Bastiko, Basti Basti Kehtaja, Allah, 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 Allah. Allah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah, Sallallahu Tabaraka wa Ta'ala alayhi wa sallam. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما إلا غفرته 
ولا هم الا فرجته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث اصلح لنا شاننا كله ولا تكلنا الى انفسنا طرفه عين فانك ان تكلنا الى انفسنا تكلنا الى ضعف وذنب وعوره وخطيئه الله العالمين يا الله او موست مرسيفول موست غريشس موست كاين موست لافينج الله يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله فوجيف اول اور ميجر اند ماينر سنز يا الله يا الله فوجيف اس فوجيف اور فاميليز يا الله فوجيف اور ريليتيفز اند فريندز يا الله يا الله فوجيف ذا انتاير امه اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله يو ميك اس يوز يا الله يو بيكم اوز يا الله يا الله يا جرانك اس توفيق اوف دوينج اول ذات ويتش بليزز يو يا الله يا الله سيف اس فروم ايفري ديس اوبيدينس يا الله الله العالمين فور تو لونج وي هاف فولوود نفس اند شيطان يا الله يا الله وي جين ناثينج اوت اوف ذس يا الله اول وي جين واز ريسلسنس يا الله وي اونلي جين ديزاستر اند ديستراكشن يا الله Ya Allah it has made our deen also corrupted ya Allah ya Allah it destroyed our dunya as well ya Allah ya Allah save us from the ittiba and the following of nafs and shaitan ya Allah ya Allah remove us from the slavery of nafs and shaitan ya Allah ya Allah make us your true and obedient slaves ya Allah ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of doing all that which pleases you ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah enable us to fulfill our salah properly ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah give us the tawfiq of performing the khushu and khudu ya Allah Ilahu alamin ya Allah ya Allah enable us to fulfill all the rights of people as well ya Allah ya Allah fulfill all the other ibadat and obligations of deen ya Allah ilahu alamin grant us akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin ya Allah grant us halal and tayyib rizq ya Allah ya Allah save us from every drop and every grain of haram ya Allah ya Allah save us from that which is doubtful also ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah grant us ikhlas and sincerity in everything ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah grant us tawakkul and taqwa ya Allah ya Allah remove all the evil qualities from our hearts and lives ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah ya Allah all the good that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has begged for ya Allah ya Allah we also begging for all that good ya Allah whatever nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought refuge from ya Allah we also seeking refuge from that ya Allah ya Allah all those who are sick give them, give them shifa kamila ajila mustamira daima ya Allah those who are in any kind of financial difficulties and hardships remove their difficulties with afiyat ya Allah ya Allah grant barakat in each one's rizq ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah whatever whoever has asked us to make duas for them ya Allah ya Allah grant them the best of dunya and the best of akhirat ya Allah remove all the difficulties and hardships ya Allah ya Allah all those who are sick and ailing ya Allah give them complete shifa and afiyat ya Allah allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta almusta'an wa 'alayka albalagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-'ali al-'azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi معين والحمد لله